the reason I quit Red Dead Redemption 2 after playing it for 40 hours on the console version. I am still consistently asked why I don't like the game and this is the original footage that was originally its own video where I explained my issues with the game. I am considering going back and giving it another try though. No, Emmanuel, I'm, I'm over Red Dead 2. The gameplay is just so repetitive and it keeps giving you characters you care nothing about. With the same gameplay loop, people are after you. You need to make money. You try to make money. You fail. The people get close to you, so you have to leave and move somewhere else. Oh look, a gunfight. Another gunfight. Another gunfight. Another gunfight. Oh no, there's more guys coming, but I've already killed 70,000 guys. I mean, I... Why should I be afraid of the fucking Pinkertons? I can, I can literally kill thousands of people without taking a fucking scratch. There is no consequences for anything that I do. I have killed entire civilizations worth of people and no one seems to care. It's like we're... I'm, I'm not at the point now where... It's like, oh, you know, he's just a murder of one guy. Like, if, if you killed the amounts of people that I, I kill in Red Dead 2, the entire country would be looking for me. Because I've killed thousands of people. People who track the growth of population will have a specific marker of my birth in that game. And they'll be like, this is when 50% of the male population was killed because of one man with a gun. People will analyze the effects of my existence on the growth of human civilization for, for the rest of time. And then the game wants me to be like, oh, but there's 10 more guys coming. What is you gonna do? Holy shit. <laughs> Dutch has a plan. Here's the plan. We kill them with auto-aim. It'd be one it'd be one thing if the order order the, the shooting was fun, but it's not. The shooting is boring, really, really boring. The movement is boring. It's it's like finicky and, and the horse riding is awful. Spam pressing X. You can't even get the enjoyment of looting stuff and, and acquiring a lot of items because looting takes ten thousand years and all the items are fucking dick useless. Like it's it's a game that for the first chapters, for the first four chapters, you're so wowed by the characters and and the world that you don't really think about what you're doing. And then when but you when you take five minutes to step back and think about what you're doing, you're like, hey, this is really fucking stupid and not really enjoyable at all. What kept me going was was a desire to know what happens next. Like like as in where where's this all gonna go? But they just kept dragging it and dragging it and dragging it. Oh, one more place. One more time fleeing to a random fucking location. If, if you're curious what happens in chapter 6, it's the sixth time you flee from the guys chasing you and you need to make money. It's like, I, I, I had to say it was the sixth time because if I said, look, um, recently I just fled to a new location looking for money, you'd be like, so you in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, or 6. Like, oh, I'm 6. Oh, okay, fair enough. You're, you're the, that time you do that. It's, I probably would have finished it if my save file hadn't fucked up. For those who don't know, Rockstar softlocks like a significant portion of the player base's save files. You had to do this finicky thing to remake a save file to to get out of it. It didn't work for me because both my original and my autosave were bugs. So I had to delete my save file and my autosave. This caused me to lose three hours of progress in the most boring part of the game, which is the island. Have you seen Nakey Jakey's video on Red Dead Redemption 2? Yeah, Ebstation, yeah. I don't agree with everything in the video, but a lot of the criticism I agree with. Like, um, 
how much it railroads you in missions. It's like when you're when you're playing Red Dead 2, you want to go left, so you go left, and a mission fails you, and you're like, fine, then I'll go right, and a mission fails you. Well, I'm just gonna stand here then for 15 seconds. In mission fails you, and it makes you feel like the director of Red Dead is gonna come out of the side and go, no, no, no. We practice this. It's a pirouette, then a jump, then a side spin. What is wrong with you? Take it from the top, and then he screams action, and everything starts again. And you have to do those exact movements, or the game fails you. It's, you know, no creative freedom at all. It's it's like you you are you've been given a script. It's, no, it's like there's a script that you've never read, but there's the expectation from the game that you have read the script and you're going to do those exact things in that exact order. It's, it's terrible. Very different from GTA 5, where you have like some luxury in, in a lot of missions. You can use different weapons or different cars or uh, or you can go different places to get different vehicles. And, and there's actually significant differences in like um, how you can complete different missions or who you kill in different missions or in what order. And I'm, I'm not saying the missions in GTA 5 have massive amounts of freedom, but by comparison to Red Dead 2, it's like night and day. There's this thing where you end up going to an island, and it is the most boring ass motherfucking gameplay I've ever goddamn seen. Like, like there's an extraordinarily slow stealth mission, and then like it's, it's like an hour of just killing guy after guy after guy after guy. Like you move five feet forward, kill a guy. Kill a guy, kill a guy, kill like 20 guys, move five feet forward, kill 20 guys, move five feet forward, kill 20 guys. It is the most repetitive, boring gameplay I've ever seen in any game ever. Like if you watch video game Donkey's video on Red Dead 2, he'll mention chapter 5 specifically as when the game goes downhill and oh my god does it go downhill. Like, like people tell me, oh it picks up a lot again after chapter 5, but chapter 5 of all the chapters seems the most redundant, unnecessarily, unnecessary to include part of the game. It's crazy. But I had to do it twice, and I was not happy. The thing about reviews these days, is most people are so desperate to get their reviews out early, uh, that they either don't play all the way through the game, or they really rush through it. And I, I, I wonder how many people who gave Red Dead like super high reviews, had just played like the beginning of the game or something. But, but again, my preferences for games are not universal, right? Like, I, like a lot of people enjoy the game. And I enjoyed the game for the first four chapters, but it's just really goddamn repetitive. I think I would have enjoyed the game a bit more as well if I was able to loot stuff. The game like massively punishes you for looting anything at any time. It's like you want to loot one body that you have no idea if they have anything of value, well, that's gonna be 10 seconds, my dude. Gotta mosey on over there. Straighten up your belt. Pick up the body. Pat it down. Put the thing in your wallet. And then drop the body again. And what you want to loot? Another 10 guys? Good luck with that. My opinion of God of War 2018. I played it over the course of two days, about 10 hours each day, and unfortunately I no longer have the footage. I thought God of War was, uh, was way, way better than Red Dead 2. The game for me was largely driven by the gameplay and the characters. The story was fairly uh, formulaic. It's like, we're going to go to this mountain, but not yes, you need to get this item. You get that item, they're like, oh no, 
Need to get one more item. Okay, fair enough. We'll get one more item. Get that item. It's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Need one more thing. And you're like, but you said the last thing was the last thing. It's like, well, now there's one more. It's like, okay, well, I get that too. You get the get that thing. It's like, no, well, look at this. We need actually one more item. You're like, how many more items are there? Like, well, there are four more last items that you need to get. Each one being suggested to be the last item that you, that you need, but it isn't actually the last item. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know. At, at some at some point, I was like, can we, just, can we just go through the portal already, please? Come on. You've been debating me to get to the this place, like, the entire game. I would just like to get there already. Because if, if it seems as though both God of War 2 and Red Dead 2 didn't know how much time they would have for development. So they wrote a story where they could easily add in more stuff. You know, just in between this item and this item, you can add one more item story if you happen to have time. The only other problem I had with the with God of War 2 was the um, the continuous elevator gauntlet trope. I hate that trope, where you slowly go up in an elevator. And it's like, oh no, the elevator is stuck, and then a bunch of enemies jump out. You kill them, and your elevator continues. Oh no, the elevator is stuck again. Kill them. Elevator continues. They did this one too many times. The first example I can recall of that trope was um the early Street Fighter games on, C uh, on Sega. I hated it then and I hate it now. And they did that like 17 times in God of War. God of War was a good game that I still had problems with. Yeah, ex yeah exactly, George. Like the characters were good, the scenery was good. Ruining my sleeping pattern looking for good music. I fucked up my sleeping pattern a bit last night because I don't listen to music very often. But when I kind of get the itch to, I do it for hours. And it's usually before I go to sleep. Because <laughs> whenever I go anywhere, I listen to my audiobook. Th there's no genre of music where I like all the songs. So when I find a new genre or, or type of music or whatever that, I, uh, that I'm interested in, I have to go through like every 20 songs, I like one song. Beyblades and my childhood. Beyblades are uh, that cartoon thing. Which never made sense, because one kid had, like, a spinning top with the soul of, like, a dragon in it. And another kid just had, you know, a Beyblade from a store. And they versed each other, and it was meant to be fair. It's like, motherfucker, can we outlaw the use of ancient spirits in our spinning tops? I feel like it gives him an unfair advantage. I remember watching it as a kid. I remember nothing about it. I'm pretty sure it was one of those shows that was... Was it was it made to sell toys, or at the or at the very least the like I I remember begging my mother to take me to a store to buy uh, a Beyblade, and I thought long and hard about the one that I wanted, and like I looked through the guides and they had like different stars for like defense and power and spin and da da da. I finally picked the one that I wanted, and then we looked around to like for like all the shops and they were everyone was sold out like fucking everyone. We finally found a store that had some, and they had like three Beyblades left, and they all sucked. And my mum was like, look, you know, they have one of these Beyblades or no Beyblades. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll have a Beyblade. <laughs> and there was this kid at school who, he had like a, a, a Chinese knockoff Beyblade or something. And it was a Beyblade from uh, like the TV show, basically. You know how like there was, with Yu-Gi-Oh, there was like the fake god cards and stuff. This kid had a fake Beyblade where... One of the contenders in the show had like a Beyblade, but it had like a really huge disc on it. 
It's like a, a, a larger plastic outer ring, which made his Beyblade like 10 times the size of everyone else's. And this is what the kid had. And so he had his little Beyblade arena thing and would just beat the living shit out of anyone who versed him. It's like, why don't you guys want to verse me? We're like, we're like, fuck you, dude. You have like OP spinning Beyblade thing. I hadn't thought about this stuff in years. Primary school, man. Weird days. Would I get fast food if I was insanely rich? If you were insanely rich, would you still get McDonald's and Domino's? Fuck no. You'd have access to like the greatest chefs imaginable, right? Because surely the best tasting pizza in the world isn't a Domino's pizza. It's just one that's very easy to to make and for you to get, right? And it's also cheap. It's the, it's the best combination of cheap, tasty, and easy to acquire. The first PC game I played. My parents had this green and black PC um, that I think they got for free. It was just, you know, whatever. They set it up in their room and random letters would fall from the sky and you'd have to press the letters before they hit the ground and if too many letters hit the ground uh, you lost the game it was started on a very very big floppy disk gaming while knowing nothing about PCs I remember playing World of Warcraft without a graphics card not understanding why my FPS was so low playing on integrated graphics on my uh, CPU I was like, but it says it ha I have a graphics thingo because it it's like in the description thing. I don't know. I didn't know anything about PCs. I really wish I had educated myself earlier. My experience with Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 as a kid. Did I ever play Diablo 1 online? No. I'm not even sure I finished Diablo 1. I th No, I did. I was a barbarian, but I had that book that made it so I could use firewalls. But yeah, so what I ended up doing was I just like, I think I just jumped around using firewall after firewall after firewall until uh, everything died. In Diablo 2, I was so impatient with the game that I started jumping over all the enemies and then like just killing the boss enemies that I needed to to get the special items. And so by the time that I got to Diablo and I had to kill Diablo, he would just wreck me because I was such, such a low level. Kids being coached at games. Well, there are Fortnite coaches for kids now. Not sure if that's evolution or the other way around. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Being good at these games is probably like a status symbol or important for kids in their groups or whatever. Is it any different from like, didn't Nintendo Power used to have like a, a tips and help phone line? Where you called and you'd be like, look, I'm stuck on level seven. I can't get past this. How do I do it? Well, see, here's what you do. You, you go beat the bats over here, then you unlock the boss, and you get this magic key. You had a chess grandmaster coaching you when you were a kid? Wow. I wonder what that such a person would charge. What can you charge as a grandmaster for chess lessons? Do chess grandmasters live well? I mean, aren't there, like, rich parents who, who want their kid to do the best, and chess is seen as that intelligent thing that well, the, the game that intelligent people know how to play well. Is it only the best for my young Wils Niger? I, I bought him a grandmaster for chess. <laughs> Talking to people with different viewpoints. To me, it's beautiful to be able to engage with those on the other end of the scale. If everyone I was around had the same views as me, I'd want to jump off a bridge. Yeah, I guess some difference in thought is interesting sometimes. Uh, certainly, there are some ideas that I, w I wish didn't exist. Some political perspectives or 
or views on uh, on morality that I wish would go the way of the dodo, but I don't control such things. I don't have the ability to really influence the world. Well, I mean, okay, before okay, we we all have the ability to influence the world by influencing people around us. We all have interactions with people, blah blah blah. And I I I, I technically interact with more people than the average person. Talking to someone with different political views is oftentimes really frustrating. It 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 honestly, Kimmy, it it almost depends on how divergent a person is from you as to whether or not it's frustrating. If you're talking to a person with a completely different foundation of values than you, it's like you're talking to a brick wall. It's like, I, I think freedom of association is good, or I value that idea, and they're like, I don't give a shit about that. And you're like, and then you have to kind of keep going downwards, and I don't think where a person is born should be a significant factor in determining how valuable they are as a person. And they're like, fuck you, anyone born on this soil is better than everyone else. And it's like, well, I don't think prejudice on the basis of innate, benign traits is a good thing. Fuck you, this person's got a different skin color than me. I, I, I hate them. It's like, well, you know. It's not about soil, it's about culture. No country has within it an entire population who shares the same values or has the same ideas. A person born on a particular part of soil is not necessarily going to have values that you want. There are people in my country that have been born here that I would consider to be completely deleterious to everything that I want to achieve in society. And there are people all around the world that share my values, who I think would be great assets to my society. It's, it's people's actions and beliefs that matter, not where they were born or what their skin color is. Usually when people talk about particular values uh, of their country, they've simply said, my country enshrines my values, the particular values that I have. Like you, a white supremacist will go on and go, oh, you know, it's all about protecting my culture. It's like, you, you think white supremacy is the main culture of your country? Absolutely, man, people just don't admit it. What I want out of game remasters. I'm of the belief that every re-release of a game should contain more content than the original game. So for example, uh, the Stanley's Parable is being re-released on console, but they're adding more endings and voice lines and stuff. That's how a remaster or a re-release should be done. The worst remaster I can think of was Heroes of Might and Magic 3. They remastered the game, better assets, but only like 25% of the original game. The map randomizer was gone, all the expansions were gone, and they charged like 20 bucks for it. You're charging basically, you're paying 20 bucks for like a graphical upgrade for 25% of the game. Why I don't go out of my way to do GC Online Racing? There are some things about racing that I find interesting, but a lot that I think I'd find boring. I like the varied gameplay of speedrunning. I don't think just driving around a track over and over again would be really appealing to me. I mean, I've liked Mario Kart, but that's about it, you know. When I drove in races online, the few times that I've done it, I smashed everyone if I didn't get knocked off the race at the beginning. When I got knocked off, I'm like, why the fuck am I even doing this? This is less a race and more dodgem cars or whatever. Public racing is more of a demolition derby. Yeah, it's terrible. Because if you get knocked off the track at any point, you can't really recover. And then you're stuck doing a race for like the next 10 minutes. Running a large speedrunning event. You should make your own GD GDQ with blackjack and hookers. Dude, I would not want to run an event like GDQ. I wouldn't want to run a speedrunning event at all. It'd be so much trouble and so much effort. And you'd have so many things that you'd have to worry about and problems that could arise and dealing with so many different types of people. Like, 
everyone who is critical of GDQ. Uh, I hope they still acknowledge that they that what they do is fucking miraculous in terms of getting it done three times a year without like major explosions and shit, right? Missing out on a free copy of Kingdom Hearts. Damn the Disney Channel, dude. They didn't make more episodes of Fillmore. It's a great show. I remember they also had a giveaway of like Kingdom Hearts 2. And I really wanted Kingdom Hearts 2. And so I'm like the first time I ever entered into a giveaway. I called them on the phone. I was super nervous because I was a kid. I don't like calling people on the phone. And the question they asked was, name a character in Kingdom Hearts. And I nervously said, Daffy Duck and hung up. Then moments after I hung up, I was like, it's Donald Duck, it's not Daffy Duck. And so I called back, entered again, saying Donald Duck. And for all I know, I missed out on a free copy of Kingdom Hearts 2, because I had said Daffy Duck. One of the greatest regrets in my life, I'll never know. My favorite ice cream. What's my favorite ice cream flavor? I don't really eat ice cream. The best ice cream I've ever had is when I would go down the south coast, for Christmas and Easter when I was a kid. There was a small ice cream shop and it had like this rainbow flavor and passion fruit flavor that I fucking love. Put that shit in a waffle cone and I was happy. That, that, that pure form of happiness that you can only have as, have as a kid is so good. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.